You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, we're here again in uh, Winston, lovely Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, where we've uh, done this too many times to count now. Uh, Florida State falls 35-14 to 14 to Wake Forest in a game that was uh, as ugly a football game as you're ever going to see. And uh, That's not true, Ira. Don't say that. We've seen uglier, I think. Six turnovers? I mean, yeah, it's close. A ton, yeah. of, a ton yeah. of penalties. Um, you know, Mike Norvell, Florida State's coaching staff, were, were hoping for an improved performance after last week's uh, debacle uh, in the second half against Jacksonville State. It doesn't come. FSU... Uh, really was terrible on both sides of the ball mm. um, and special teams. Yeah, they, the, special tr- teams. The, the holy trinity. So uh, they uh, fall to 0-3 on the season for the first time since 1976, Coach Bowden's first season, 45 years. And uh, here we are, Corey. This is where we are, buddy. Yeah, man. So I know uh, I know Adam Fuller gets a lot of grief, and with, with good reason. That's not a good defense. It's not all that well coached. The cornerbacks get beat as if they get paid. They get NIL deals, depending on how many long plays they give up. But uh, the offense is the issue here. The offense is the problem. It's what I wrote about my column. Um, this is why Norvell was brought here. He had offenses that always put up a ton of points. Dillingham is this 20-something wonderkin that you're, you think is going to be a protege, a next head coach somewhere. And uh, I pronounced that right, right? Wonderkin? Sure. Anyway, I wonder, kid, however you want to go with it, um, I can Americanize it. But this offense is uh, just awful right now. They've they scored 38 against Notre Dame. They've scored 31 the last two weeks combined against the, the forces of Jacksonville State and Wake Forest. So I don't know what's going on with the offense. Well, they it's not just the production. It's not the, just the lack of production. What you wrote about in your column also is just how it's just so haphazard willy-nilly. Like, there, not only is there no identity – there's no concept of what they're – you can't even figure out what they're trying to do. Right. Um, from play to play, from week to week. Last week they did the Wildcat. This week they totally scrapped that. Last week it's Mackenzie Milton's game – excuse me, last week it's Jordan Travis's game. This week it's it's Mackenzie Milton starts. No, last week was Mackenzie Milton's game. How can you it's, keep hard, it straight, it's hard to keep straight. What year is this? <laughs> Who week, are we? Last, yeah, it's uh, – anyway, Mackenzie Milton starts the game. Jordan Travis comes in. Then they kind of go back and forth a little bit, and then Jordan Travis takes over for the rest of the first half. And I guess he would have played the rest of the game, but he gets hurt. So yeah. Mackenzie Milton plays the rest of the game. Mackenzie Milton came in at one point for one snap when Jordan Travis had to come out because of a, uh, the referees thought he was injured, so they made him come out of the game. And Mackenzie comes in and throws an interception. I mean, the, the, the number of plays that are just mind-boggling. I mean, let's we'll, we'll start off with – I mean. The bomb to Keyshawn Helton and double double coverage doesn't make any sense, but we'll, we'll focus on the, the short yardage. The game was plays. lost before then. Right. But yes, that was a, a mind-boggling one, too. But but the short yardage stuff with Mackenzie Milton running, you know, you're down fourth and two down inside the 12-yard line for, for Wake Forest. FSU had the ball third, and they're down, I think, 13 at that point. 
They might have been down. A no, bit. they were down 21. Okay, they're yeah. down 21. But they get down to the ball. They get down to the 12, 13 yard line. They've got third and two, third and three. They run it twice with Corbin for one yard. Then Mackenzie Milton. It's a designed run for Mackenzie Milton, which I just it's hard to understand when you when you. Well, they certainly would. You wouldn't think they'd be expecting that. The kid that <laughs> yeah. It's a great story. He's even walking. You wouldn't think you'd run that on fourth and uh, fourth and two. And then the next possession, they get down to the goal line and they try a quarterback sneak. And this is, I guess, my thing is, how have you even repped a quarterback sneak? Mackenzie Milton hasn't played football in three years. Right. They don't get contact in practice, at least when we're there. Any day that we're there, we never see the quarterbacks get contact or run quarterback sneaks. And you call that for a guy that hasn't literally done that, and sure enough, he fumbles. I mean, that wasn't why they lost the game, but it's just like it didn't help. every question or every decision seems to be lead to more points. Yeah, and I know, um, as I wrote about it, I know the Wildcat got a lot of grief from fans after last week. The Wildcat was very good to Florida State last year, to Norvell, and I assume it's been very good to, I know it was a little bit, at least at Memphis. That was, some, that was something he did a lot. He liked to snap it to his running back. And what's concerning to me when you think about the future of this staff and what they're doing is Dillingham defended that steadfastly on Monday, saying, look, it gives us an extra hat. He can go, they don't know which way we're going. We can go the way. It eliminates um, the middleman. Instead of snapping it at the quarterback and handing it off, we just give it right to Corbin, and he goes and gets it. If you believe in it that much to have a, I don't know, a 45-second soliloquy on why it works, why then weren't you using it this week? Maybe he was just trying to pull Dave Clawson and his coaching staff. Clawson wouldn't have it. They Clawson wouldn't have it. They were preparing all yeah, week for all the Wildcat. Wildcat and it, yeah, and you could tell they were looking around all confused. <laughs> why are they doing it? So that's what I worry about is, like, if you can – uh, pivot so quickly in something that you should have a true belief in. As I write in the column, like we, you got to believe in yourself, Mike Norvell. If you want us to believe in you, even if the fans are I think irate, I changed that. So you got to believe in yourself after you coaches. Oh, okay. Well, either way, did you keep the Dr. Phil voice? Yes. Okay. okay good. Thank you. Um, you, you know, so you got to believe in yourself, man. And and if you if if this is something you truly believe in, and it better be because you use it against Notre Dame and you use it in the biggest offensive play last week against Jacksonville State, why then is it not anywhere to be found in short? You saw what the short yards looked like without it. They were over whatever. They didn't get. They didn't pick up a third down in short and a fourth down in short. But over, overall, it just makes you wonder, okay, what else are they completely pivoting on after one bad game or after something, uh, something goes wrong? Um, do they completely change what their philosophy is and what their belief system is. And that's what you don't want. You want consistency. If, if the Wildcat is part of your offense, keep it a part of your offense. If Jordan Tra if McKenzie Mills is your starting quarterback, keep him your starting quarterback. You can bring in Jordan Travis for occasions, mm -hmm. right? But it was as if Jordan Travis was the starting quarterback and they just wanted mm -hmm. Milton to get a start on his record. I, I, I don't know. I don't, it's like Scotty Barnes being the sixth man. It, it didn't make a ton of sense. So um, that was that was confusing. All of this is is really confusing. The, uh, defensively, and again, like you said, this isn't a game where you put it, pin it on the defense. But that's odd to say because you did give up 484 yards uh, to Wake Forest, 35 points, 27 first downs, mm. could not get off the field, uh, gave up big plays, but also gave up some sustained drives. Yeah, they did um, both. They, 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 they <laughs> did a little bit of both. Um, special teams was not know, great pretty either. much a disaster. So really, it's just a bad football team. The worst part about it, and this is the point I made, I tried to make on Seminole headlines, because everybody was saying like they needed to come back and play well after the Jacksonville State loss. Just need to go play well, get this win. But the thing, my point was, Wake Forest is a better football team. I thought that going into this game, and I 100% believe it coming out of the game. Florida State, or Wake Forest has better linemen. They're better on the lines. They have better skill positions. I think they're players. better on the offensive line, right? I, Their I, offensive line is better yes. than Florida State's. And, Especially and, this current incarnation of Florida right. State. You know? Yeah, Florida yeah. State's missing a couple guys on the offensive line. That is one thing. But and I'll get to this in a second, but I'll get to the, the just the things not going right in a second. But 
but also, you know, from a skill position standpoint, that, that staff has done a good job of evaluating guys. That, that receiver they have, the 6'5 kid that had 170 yards of offense in the first half, receiving yards in the first half, he's a 6'5 wideout. He was a two-star prospect out of South Florida that Wake Forest identified. They brought him in here, and that's what they do. Like, they, they yeah. find guys that are going to play their system, and sure enough, they have a lot of success. The other thing is, man, like, they just they can't even get a break. That's what – I'm not saying it would have changed the outcome of this game, but this, they're also unlucky. They, they were playing pretty well early in this game, but the, the, you get the roughing the punter call, you get the uh, personal foul on the third down stop. I mean, just they, they, this team needs something to go right, and nothing goes right for them. Well, no, that's Florida State in a nutshell the last half decade. Nothing, nothing seems to go right. Um, but, you know, you live to see another day. You live to fight another day, right? Like, they, they, aren't, they aren't good at all. You hope they can win a few games this year, but this is clearly a rebuilding year, and there will be some evaluations that have to be made after this season with a variety of things. Again, I just go back to the offense and how bad it is. You can't win games. You know the defense isn't great. You know the defense isn't good. The defense was on the field for 52 plays in the first half. Like, nobody get they Florida State averaged more yards per play in the first half than Wake Forest did. Wake Forest just ran twice as many plays. So that's on the offense. Like, again, the offense, the off, the defense got to stop. They got a three out. Then you roughed the punter. Well, you roughed the punter. And then you, Jarian Jones, they get another stop. And then he's called for a personal foul. Th those were the bad breaks, I think, that you yeah. Those were bad calls, but that's not the reason they lost this yeah, game. Overall, sure. though, um, the defense was not good. The defense is not good. We thought the offense would be better than this. The offense is one of the worst in the conference, maybe the worst in the conference. Here they are. They've got their 0 3 going into this week. They've got Louisville coming up at home. I don't even, I can't even imagine what the crowd's going to be like. I know. It's going to be thunderous. <laughs> It's going to be a big uh, environment. Louisville's coming off of a, a kind of a thrilling win uh, the other night, so we'll see what Florida State can do. I do want to see I, I, what the big question I have is: is what kind of changes they can make? I mean, to your point, you got to stick to something, you got to believe in something, but you also need to look at some other things. I mean, you look at the quarterback situation. Do you give Chubba Purdy a look? Who knows? Maybe the Hartman kid can transfer. Maybe. Maybe. Can he? Is there? He can still play, right? Yeah. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. Run the ball a lot. That's what you need to do. All right, we're done. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, another Florida State loss here to Wake Forest, 35-14. We'll talk to you next time. Stay tuned to WarChant.com for more coverage.